This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Lowe's knows you'll do it right and do it yourself to make refreshing changes to your kitchen and bath. We do it right, too, with up to 40% off select kitchen and bath essentials during the final days of our Refresh for Less kitchen and bath event. That's up to 40% off faucets, vanities, shower heads, and more. For kitchen and bath updates that keep you within budget, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 3-6. See store for details, U.S. only. Take the baseline out. Uh-huh. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Hardwood Knox Podcast. I am Dan Valley, coming at you from an unknown location in Colorado without my podcast equipment. And I am joined, as usual, by my super-duper, incredibly esteemed, awesome-times-awesome, fantabulous, spectaculario, floor-to-ceiling shocked, that Enos Cantor picked up his player option worth $18.6 million for next season. Co-host Andrew D. Bailey. How are you doing? Oh, yeah. Andy? I'm stunned. Um, <laughs> uh, we were just talking about that before. I mean, that news just broke two minutes ago, basically, that he's that Enos Cantor is going to pick up his option. When that, I don't even remember who first started the reporting on that that said that it was he Cantor. was considering not picking it up. He, like, at the end of the uh, season, he said... I'm leaning towards opting out, basically. Oh man, I don't even remember that. That's pretty funny. Um, it it just makes no sense, and it's a pretty good it's a pretty good starting point for this discussion. And it's a discussion we've had probably like 20 times at this point. But <laughs> there's just so little cap space available this summer, especially for big men. Opting out of 18 and a half million dollars would have just been insane. There and I was I was like rounding this up the other day. There are fourteen teams that need to shed salary or let someone go or need contract negotiations with incumbent free agents to break right for them to avoid the luxury tax. Then there are three more teams who probably won't, but could very easily fall into luxury tax territory with the Bucks, Hornets, and Grizzlies. That's seventeen of the league's thirty teams have to worry, at least concern themselves about entering the luxury tax next year. There is no <laughs> money. None. Yeah, and all, if all those teams want to unload and there's only like three or four teams that will take salary on, the math just in so many different ways does not add up. The only teams that we know th- that are going to be willing to take on money is Atlanta because their GM, Travis Schlank, said as much. At the same time, they tried to dump Bazemore in the Doncic trade. That's true. And then the other two teams that people have mentioned most as salary dumping grounds, the Kings and the Bulls, I if both those teams are willing to take on bad money, kudos to their front offices. I do not trust either front office enough. Did you You saw that the Kings are interested in Levine too, right? That seemed like a leak from Levine's camp because there's no way there's that any interest be. in him. Yeah. It's and if they Well, I I wouldn't put it past the Kings, man. <laughs> if they sign Zach Levine to play with Buddy Heald and Bogdan Rodanovich after they pass on Luka Doncic, they are batshit out of their <laughs> minds. Yeah, that would that would not be wise. <laughs> but that that's the point is just that of the, the Bulls and the Kings, the teams that are positioned to absorb the contracts in tandem with the Atlanta Hawks, I don't trust their front offices enough to actually do that. I could see them looking at the market and being like, oh, hey, no one has money. This is our time to strike. And then the, before you know it, Chicago is tendered a four-year, $74 million offer to Rodney Hood, and the Kings have signed another power forward because they can never have enough of those. Bull, I keep thinking the Bulls will be a team that might make a run at Jabari Parker too. 
just because he's a hometown guy. I mean, oh. if they do that after drafting yeah. Carter and having Markin in, that would be franchise malpractice. That's true. <laughs> That's true. There's been a lot of back padding of Gar Packs for the last couple of days. Have you noticed that? Because they, they were one of the only teams that kind of saw this weird summer coming. So maybe you know maybe what? they deserve some. Do you know uh, what my counterpoint to that, that is? Yeah, go ahead. Cristiano Felicio's contract. Yeah, and I so one of the places I heard it was on Lowe's podcast, and they even said, you know, the Felicio contract notwithstanding, they're they're still set up better than most teams right now. But like you said, I wouldn't be totally <laughs> surprised. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see them kind of blow that all up this summer with a crazy deal for somebody. But I I like kind of where they're situated right now. A Carter marking in front court is super interesting to me. That actually, they were the team when they picked Wendell Carter, and I have not been, not that I haven't been high on him, just that I have, I've been indifferent to him, but you put him with Markkinen, and suddenly everything's like, wow, that's probably the most interesting situation he could have ended up in. Yeah, those two are like perfect puzzle pieces to me, but we'll see. Um, should um, we jump, jump into this mailbag? Yeah, I just want to, since we started off the podcast by bashing the Bulls and the Kings as our new <laughs> intro, I just want to remind everyone to please... Pretty please, with sugar and cherries on top. Continue to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. The best way to help out the podcast and provide us with feedback right now. You should see the look on Andy's face when he realizes that the number of ratings have gone up. It's priceless. I've never actually seen it myself, but I've heard rumors (laughs) that it's fantastic. You can also find us wherever podcasts are offered, with the exception of Spotify, which is apparently delaying our request now by like, a zillion months so you can rate review and subscribe to us anywhere you get your podcasts but itunes again please take the 10 to 15 seconds out of your day rate search hardwood knocks click those five stars because you know this is a five-star podcast and, and leave a comment we like we like hearing what you or excuse me we like reading what you have to say and as always you can continue to get 15 percent off at the mba math shop that's mbamath.com slash shop promo code benno b-e-n-o and kind of before we get started, can I just tell you, I feel naked without my normal podcasting requi- equipment. <laughs> like I just have the Apple pods in, AirPods in right now, and I, I feel naked. Well, that's how I feel every time because I'm very cheap and, and I still need to buy a <laughs> podcast microphone. By the way, what are you doing in Denver? Um, so my one of my best friends is preparing for a move to Philly. And I'm just here for like squeezing in one last visit. Um, we thought we'd have time to like do stuff during the week, but I've been working like crazy since I've been here. So I'm hoping to get, um, I'm hoping to get some some hardcore brunching in later today and on Saturday. And then I'm leaving. I'm tempting the fates. I'm leaving just before free agency starts. So I'm going to be up in a plane. Hopefully, it has Wi-Fi. You are definitely tempting. It was well. Fates. I wasn't going to leave on July first because it's a Sunday. Yeah. So I was like, well, I need to get out of here on uh, Saturday, and at least LeBron will have made his opt-in or opt-out decision by then. Yeah, that would be nice. I've been waiting for, like, the Woj or the Shams It's coming at 11.59 for two days Eastern now. Eastern time on Friday. That's when it's coming. I, there's just been so much uh, smoke so far this summer and no real fires yet. I guess the Dwight Howard trade happened, which there was no smoke for that. So that's different too. What do you think uh, LeBron does really quickly since it'll be dated like 10 yeah, hours after this? I was, I was, I was just thinking today, this is so, so much of what we say today is probably going to like look crazy in a day or two. Um, I think, Oh my goodness. I'm going to say he opts out and just signs as an outright free agent with the Lakers. Oh man, I just I, you, it's funny because if he opts in, he actually increases his options of where he can go because it's easier to trade for him. A team yeah. like the Rockets could get involved or another dark horse potentially. I just and I said this in the previous episode with the Ringers Haley O'Shaughnessy because she picked the Lakers as well. That's just like I'm not a big you need to do this for your legacy guy, and this isn't what I'm basing it off of. I just find that move to be lame. Like, oh, you're gonna go uh, there and and not beat the Warriors because you have no bench? It doesn't particularly excite me either. I, I just, I feel like there's too many signals at this point. I'm 0 for 2 on his free agency decisions, and I'm really doubling down on this he's not going to the Lakers thing 
it'll be Cavs or Rockets. You think, I, look, I, I was going to say, do you think he stays in three? Okay. You got, you got the Rockets in the mix still. If he, if he opts out, it's over. But I'm just, if he wants to beat the Warriors, it just Houston's objectively the best place to go for the next two years. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, did you see the Stephen A. Smith thing a couple of days ago? Which one? The one where he texted Durant, the one where Kawhi doesn't want to play with LeBron. That dude has the been all Durant over the place one. lately. Yeah, he is all over the place. <laughs> and who knows uh, how much truth there is to it. But I would die laughing if Kevin Durant left the Warriors and played with LeBron in L.A. And I, I think it would like, I think it would be somehow like a less um, villainous type move. Like, I don't think he'd catch as much crap for that as he did for going to the Warriors. No, people would love him for it because they're, <laughs> they're, like the casual fan is kind of bored with the Warriors. Lowe did say in his piece, if you read his like monster free agency primer, I I have it open. I haven't uh, I haven't run through it yet though. It literally like I read it um, at the gym last night, and it took me like twenty minutes to get through just because like I was trying to like reread reread it and like pour over it. There's so much goodies in there. You got to get to it. But he even said. No one around the league really knows Kevin Durant's inten- Kevin Durant's intentions, and while he's gonna go back to Golden State now, if he signs like a one plus one or a two plus one, all bets are kind of off in twenty nineteen or twenty twenty. I think he should just uh, start over now. Um, I put I put a tw- sorry I put a Twitter poll up on this the other day, and I think the masses got it wrong. LeBron, Durant on the Lakers and whatever pieces they have left. Uh, so assume maybe like a couple of the young guys and I don't know, a bunch of veteran minimums to fill out the roster versus the, the Warriors without Durant. Which team are you picking? I, I think I'm still going with the Warriors. So am I, 100%. Um, I mean, Twitter LeBron... Picked, <laughs> Twitter picked the Lakers. Oh, yeah. They picked the Lakers. Your Lakers following campaign. is more robust than I thought. I know it's crazy. Um, they've been they've been uh, skewing polls left and right lately. But I, I thought about it, and I thought you know LeBron made it competitive with two pretty bad Cleveland teams in this four year stretch. So if you give him Kevin Durant, who knows what happens? Um, but I, I still think overall the Warriors would just be a better team. Their starting lineup would just become Curry, Thompson, Iguodala, Draymond, and Jordan Bell, and I think that's still just a monstrous five. Yeah, I, I yeah, it's it. I would, yeah, it wouldn't be, and it it's be, a five that's so like perfectly tailored to play with each other too, right? And I, I don't want to see Durant leave the Warriors though for at least the next two years because I'd like to see a team really take like a real shot at these Durant era warriors kind of like the Rockets did this year. That's of interest to me. Selfishly. I don't want to see LeBron go West because then the East just turns into a shit show. I don't care too much about the Celtics or the Sixers. They're going to be good, but the Sixers are not going to be on the warriors level next year. The Celtics might, but that's one team. Like at least any team with LeBron, I think you they probably get rolled over by the Warriors anyway. But at least you say, well, it's LeBron. You get to look at his final streak, and there's it's just I don't want to see him go west in general. But if he goes west, literally any team other than the Lakers would interest me more. There are fourteen other destinations I would be more intrigued by, including the Warriors. <laughs> well, there's still the uh, still the chance that he goes to the Jazz. Yeah, him, anyway. Paul George, and then Kawhi Leonard via trade or contract next year along with Clay Thompson and, and Jimmy Butler, all at the minimum. And we keep Donovan, Joe Ingles, all the fans. Lowe's knows you'll do it right and do it yourself to stay within budget when making updates to your bathroom. We do it right, too, by offering up to 20% off select toilets during the final days of our Refresh for Less kitchen and bath event. Step up your style even more with floor tiles starting at just 49 cents a square foot. For your next back project, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 3-6. See store for details, U.S. only. Lowe's knows you'll do it right. And do it yourself to stay within budget when making updates to your bathroom. 
We do it right, too, by offering up to 20% off select toilets during the final days of our Refresh for Less kitchen and bath event. Step up your style even more with floor tile starting at just 49 cents a square foot. For your next bath project, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 3-6. See store for details, U.S. only. And favorites. But you get rid um, of Rudy a... Gobert, right? <laughs> oh, how dare you? <laughs> I have a question from Houdini Jazz. Oh, good. Yeah, let's get into this mailbag that we've delayed for 12 minutes. Yeah. At Houdini Jazz, um, who does not have a jazz-related question. He, he asks, is there a better fit for Dwight Howard than the Golden State Warriors? Um, and this is, so Dwight Howard, as most of you I'm sure know, was traded last week for... What? <laughs> He's now on the Nets, but uh, they, they haven't done the buyout yet. We talked about it the day of the trade, that we thought that was a possibility, that he would get bought out because it just doesn't make sense to play him over Jared Allen. Um, I assume that's probably coming down the line and then he'll be a free agent. And I I think a lot of people have have understandably said that it'll be the Warriors. Um, I guess that kind of makes sense to me, especially if they unload all the centers that they had this year, like JaVale McGee might not be back. Zaza Pachulia might not be back. Um, I don't know. I think he can make sense in that JaVale McGee role. I haven't put a ton of thought into where else he might go. Do you have any other ideas for him? I want to see him in Golden State just so that there's a chance maybe he's on the floor in crunch time and he just posts up while Stephen Curry and Kevin Durant <laughs> are standing beyond the arc watching him. I I don't personally think the Warriors are a good fit, if only because... In a vacuum, yes, for what he should do, but I'm done with what Dwight Howard should do. It's what he's going to do, and their locker room is probably solid enough to navigate whatever. Keep going after I do this, but um, somebody responded to Houdini, go the distance 49, and he says, follow-up, could Dwight Howard make Golden State collapse from within? Right, he probably (laughs) right along with what you're saying. He probably can't, but I wouldn't take the chance if I'm the Warriors. Nick Young, (laughs) Nick Young is fine. Dwight Howard, no. And I kind of have this suspicion that he'll want more than the minimum. They're not going to use their taxpayers mid level on him. I could see the team, a team like the Bucks, maybe tapping into their mid level to use him, and that that would be an interesting fit because they've needed kind of some brute force up front. They have a bunch of nice length. John Henson is better than people make him out to be. Giannis at the five lineups have been statistically terrible for them, but that's something that's intriguing. You have Thon Maker, but he's, I could see him ending up there. Um, I, I honestly don't know where else though, just looking at teams that might need bigs. Well, it's another, this is just adding another big man to the mix and it's somewhere where it's terrible to be a big man here's one that could be interesting what if they decide to punt on ed davis and nurkic and get dwight howard who might be willing to sign for the minimum or a part of the taxpayers mid-level the blazers if that wasn't clear he would be kind of interesting there they're they're a lot more susceptible to uh meltdowns than the warriors though okay here's here's a bold one then are you ready for it yes i am Rudy Gobert backs up Dwight Howard in Utah. <laughs> How dare you again? Um, Do you think? But he, man, if he if he signed there at the minimum and was like the Ekpe Udo role, um, and it, it <laughs> well, okay, I I have to qualify that statement. <laughs> um, that, that, if Derek Favors is gone, then the backup center is going to play like real backup center minutes. I. I don't think he's going to a small market to play backup center, though. It'd be real. That it's this is what Dwight Howard's career has become. If he's willing to play the FK Udo role, he could be a good fit. <laughs> that's uh, I gotta save that. That's that's gonna be a tweet for the uh, link once this is live. I'm gonna retweet that over and over. And, <laughs> and just for the numbers crowd out there, the Giannis at the five lineups from Milwaukee, they were outscored by eight point five points per one hundred possessions, according to Cleaning the Glass. They're this- deep. Defensive rating was 116.2, which is the fourth percentile. And I, like, for two or three years now, that's what I've always wanted to see from the Bucks. So 
maybe I was wrong, or maybe just, it just hasn't been used correctly yet. I don't know. I, I it's maybe it's their scheme too. I, we'll have to see with we'll see if Coach Bud even even goes to it. But do you think? Yeah. He, my question to Dwight Howard, so much for us being super quick about this, do you think he's going to sign for the minimum or more than that? Uh, I guess it depends on what kind of interest is out there. If the Warriors really did want him, I think he would probably sign for the minimum there, uh, especially if his buyout has Brooklyn paying a chunk of the salary that he's got right now. That That makes it easier to swallow that pill. But if he's going to... If, if there's no interest and he ends up going to some random middle of the road or, or end of the road team that has cap space, maybe he'll want a little bit more. But I, I can't imagine him approaching like even double figure millions, right? No, no, no way. Like, I, I, what, what would he max out at? Like six or seven million a year? I don't think there's a team out there that's going to give them their non taxpayers mid level. I struggle Which to see, five, see him even getting right? taxpayers mid level. What's the non-tax this this year? Five something? Eight point six million. The tax? No, the non the non-tax. The non-tax. Oh, yeah, you're right. Never mind. The, I'm I'm asking about the tax one. That's my fault. Five point three for the tax. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he got that or if he signed for a minimum. It, it really has been an interesting road to where he is right now. Um, all right, I've got one from. Willie Beeman at the cool with like six or seven O's a team not really talked about are the bucks. What are their plans in free agency? I feel like they have the personnel to dominate this three point shooting league, i.e. length, athleticism, versatility, etc. What is stalling them? They need to shoot more threes themselves. Yeah. Um, that, they're not- that part of the question was interesting to me because, um, yeah, I, I exactly what you said. Keep going. They're also they weren't good. their defense is to me what's stopping them because their offense isn't inventive enough, but you have kind of the talent to just get by with it when you look at all the shot creators that they have. Even Chris Middleton is basically their third best shot creator behind Giannis and Bledsoe, and that's kind of scary in itself. And if you bring back Jabari, you can do some interesting things there. Their defensive scheme just wasn't good. No team allowed a higher frequency of their looks at the rim for cleaning the glass. They were not, they were not good at defending corner threes. Uh, they were not good at def- defending threes, period, but they kind of just seeded corner threes with just uh, uncomfortable frequency and allowed super high clips. Opponents shot 41.2% against the Bucks on corner threes last year, which is the sixth worst mark in the league. There was some game, I think this was two seasons ago, but it was the same scheme, where the Jazz literally shot, it was like 20-plus corner three-pointers in one game against the Bucks, and they never adjusted. <laughs> Shout out, Jason Kidd. Yeah. Um, they I, I guess... It, I, go ahead. I was going to say, they for them this offseason, they don't have trade chips. When you look at, they have that pick commitment to uh, Phoenix, so you're not going to trade uh, future first rounders right now. You just really can't build many interesting trade packages because their best assets are kind of indispensable: Middleton, Bledsoe, Giannis, and then they're not going to have cap space. If you bake in Jabari Parker's cap hold, which is twenty point three million ish, they're over the luxury tax line. They're over $125 million. They would duck below that if we assume that Toledovich's stretch salary comes off the books because of injury reasons. That's fully possible. But you're leaving yourself with very, very, very little wiggle room. And so is there another cost-cutting move they have in them? Are they even willing to use one of the taxpayers' mid-level exceptions? I, I, I don't know. And what type of players can they get with that? We mentioned Dwight Howard. Kyle Quinn might be a guy because it seems like they'll tilt toward size. That's really, I don't see them making many changes over the summer. This just for them has to be a matter of, to me, Coach Budenholzer is our Steve Kerr. What he did yeah. for the Warriors, we need him to do something similar for us. And I, I think it's reasonable to believe that might happen. Um, the biggest question to me, and I, I don't think this is a stretch um, for the Bucks this season, is what do they actually bring Jabari Parker back? 
and I think somebody else asked, and maybe I'll find their at later. Um, but it was something like, "What at what point did the Bucks not match on Jabari Parker? Because he's a restricted free agent, so whatever deal he signs out there, the Bucks will have the opportunity to match. And like you just laid out, that could take him over the tax. And in the last couple years, there's not a ton of evidence that says that Jabari Parker and Giannis work super well together. Um, I think they could talk themselves into, we need to see how it works with coach bud. Cause I still think Jabari has a ton of talent. He just, I just don't think he's been super well coached or developed. And I think he might look better in Budenholzer's system. But at the same time, um, coach Budenholzer like guy, likes guys who play defense and who pass. And, and those aren't, you know, things necessarily things. Yeah. It's not what we think of with Jabari. And I'm not saying he can't add that stuff to his game it's just it's a super interesting question uh especially given the fact that we have this new coach coming in listen to the net ratings for the bucks with jabari and Giannis on the floor since jabari and 2014-2015 in 417 minutes minus 5.7 per 100 possessions 2015-2016 1,785 minutes minus one point per 100 possessions 2016-2017 1,207 minutes, minus 1.7 points per 100 possessions. 2017-2018, 335 minutes together, minus 6.3 points per 100 possessions. The samples are all over the place because of Jabari Parker's injuries, but there's not a lot of evidence to suggest that these two can work together. And it's probably because there's at least a little bit of positional overlap. You don't want to pigeonhole... Giannis to anything but Parker very clearly needs to be a four you can't get by with him at the five and you've already struggled to have Giannis play the five and field good defensive lineups so putting those two together in those situations is an absolute disaster I'm not sure that they'll be able to make it work long term maybe they do again like you said with coach Bud but if anyone for more than 15 million dollars a year I'm not taking a flyer on him I, I would draw that hard line in the sand. And if you think that his market's going to be above that, you should be trying to work on sign and trade scenarios before he signs yeah. an offer sheet. I was going to try to add to your, okay, it did load for me. Um, so like you said, they were minus 6.3 when Giannis and Jabari were on the floor together this season. When Giannis was on the floor without Jabari, Milwaukee was plus 4.9 points per hundred possessions. And I have a feeling that that, uh, trend would hold if we went back a couple years. Um, I mentioned Chicago as a possibility, though I don't think it's a super likely one. Who who else do you think might? Okay, here's here's twenty sixteen seventeen. I'm cutting myself off. I was just stalling anyway. Um, last year, Jabari Parker Giannis together, like you said, minus one point seven. When Giannis was on the floor without Jabari last year, Milwaukee was plus four. So. <laughs> It's and, and it, I think we could probably just keep going back, and it would look very, very similar all the way through. Um, is there anybody else that you think might actually throw that kind of money at him, like fifteen million plus? Nope, not if they're smart. I don't, I don't really think so either. And I think that means that uh, at least for the first few months of the season before the trade deadline, that's probably where he'll be. Is could, back on Milwaukee. Maybe Atlanta could talk themselves into it if they get off. Lowe's knows you'll do it right. And do it yourself to stay within budget when making updates to your bathroom. We do it right, too, by offering up to 20% off select toilets during the final days of our Refresh for Less kitchen and bath event. Step up your style even more with floor tile starting at just 49 cents a square foot. For your next bath project, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 3-6. See store for details, U.S. only. Lowe's knows you'll do it right and do it yourself to make refreshing changes to your kitchen and bath. We do it right, too, with up to 40% off select kitchen and bath essentials during the final days of our Refresh for Less kitchen and bath event. That's up to 40% off faucets, vanities, showerheads, and more. For kitchen and bath updates that keep you within budget, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 3-6. See store for details, U.S. only. If they would have gotten off Bazemore's contract in that Doncic deal, maybe they would have considered it because they didn't draft big. He could be interesting there. I, they I got just, Omari Spellman, but um, 
that was with the last pick of the first round. So there's, you know, you're not worried about hurting his minutes. Um, that is kind of interesting. We do have some breaking news during this pod. I'm sure you saw it. LeBron James's agent informed the Cavs he will not exercise his $35.6 million option and thus will become an unrestricted free agent, according to Joe Varden of Cleveland.com. Mm-hmm. So I've got, I nailed one thing. Now, <laughs> you I did. Just, now I just need him to sign with the Lakers. That increases the chances for them just because he is, his market now, if you just look, because teams need cap. You can do sign and trades, but for the destinations we're talking about, Houston to do a sign and trade. And I won't, just because Daryl Morey, who followed me and unfollowed me on Twitter a few months ago, FYI, but <laughs> he is. Him and his team are like salary cap geniuses. It's just if you're going to pay James Harden $30.4 million next year and you're going to give Chris Paul anything close to the max and you have to give LeBron James the max, there's almost no way that you can remain under the hard cap and keep Clint Capella and flesh out the roster with any of the guys you already have on it. That removes them and any other teams that might have kind of fallen in these pipe dream scenarios the Boston Celtics were one if he was even going to consider them to me it had to be an opt-in and trade same with Golden State it kind of feels like now I guess it's between Cleveland and the Lakers is that reasonable to assume and maybe the Sixers can nudge their way into the conversation yeah I keep forgetting about the Sixers and I that's probably not fair I just and we we've talked about this a lot too I just don't love the fit in Philly uh, whereas with the Lakers, it's almost like a blank slate for him. Um, so I, yeah, I think it's it's probably down to the Lakers and the Cavs. And I'm with it, each little nugget that comes out, and this is a big nugget. Um, I, I'm feeling more and more confident that it's going to be the Lakers. I maybe I'm just being stubborn, and I, because I hope it's not. I for some reason still refuse to give up on on Cleveland. And if he goes to Los Angeles, I'm not going to be critical of his thought process. He's not beating the Warriors with the Lakers. It's just that's no disrespect to their kids. It's no disrespect to the Paul George, Kawhi, LeBron James pipe dream. Either any iteration of those teams are losing to the Warriors in five, and they might not even beat the Houston Rockets. That's just where I'm at. He he just needs to get Kevin Durant to go with him. Um, That would be... (laughs) That would make this one of the best off seasons ever. Wait, I would you know, die. Do you know it would be hysterical too if Le- if Dwight Howard ends up signing in with the Lakers for the minimum after that LeBron would James be, goes there? <laughs> that would be hilarious. Um, yeah, oh man. Um, that would be wild. Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, and Dwight Howard. Did, Still not beating the Warriors. Not no, they're not. The, Lonzo Ball, by the way, I can't believe the spur. I can believe it because of LeVar. But the reports that have been around for a while that the Spurs don't want Lonzo Ball has this always is, been really puzzling to me. Yeah, this is an interesting subtopic, too. I, I posted a Twitter poll on this as well. And I, I, I said, Lakers fans, you can only pick one between Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball. And last I checked, Ingram had like 65%. Um, I don't think people understand how good Lonzo Ball was this year. He... Like, w- he and, and I think it was it, it was you because I'm I retweeted it and now I see it on my timeline. Um, that stat that you posted of him uh, yesterday, <laughs> him and Draymond, LeBron, and Ben Simmons are the only players to average nine boards, ten assists, two steals, and a block per hundred possessions. He's incredibly versatile. Yeah, he's and if the biggest problem is he's not aggressive enough as a scorer. That's not a problem. <laughs> you can. No. Jason yeah. Kidd went through that a bunch of times throughout his career. You want Lonzo to be more aggressive coming out of the pick and roll, and he'll probably get there as he improves and gets older. I understand the jumper concerns, but I looked at it this way. He shot over his final 25 games last year, 33.7% from three. That's not great. It's passable, and it was for a Lakers team that was very poor at creating space on a consistent basis. Yeah. So I don't view it as the end of the world. No, and I don't think it's... If he can just get to league average, that's plenty for me, and I don't think it's crazy to think 
that he can get there. Um, the way that he moves the ball is just like, or unlike any other player in the league right now. I guess Ben Simmons is kind of close to him, but I just, I even thought this when I watched him at UCLA a little bit. I've never seen a guy, especially a point guard, so quickly get the ball and move it to the next guy. And the outlet passes and the breaks, and it's just, he's really fun to watch because he passes the ball in a way that's, that's really unique and really effective, um, I think. Just world better defensively than I think anyone realized as well. That too, yeah. All right, I have some I have some mailbag questions from Facebook, which is uh, a departure for us. Um, this is from Freddie Richard. Why wouldn't Paul George want to resign with the Thunder? Not could, but want. So I think he's basically saying like, why why isn't he coming back? What's what what is out there that's better? I basketball wise. I think there's some evidence that, that some players don't love playing with Russell Westbrook. Now, it sounds like Paul George is maybe not one of those players. He said a lot of things about how he did enjoy playing with Russell Westbrook, and there are reports out there that it's basically like the opportunity to play with Westbrook again is kind of what makes him want to stay. Um, but he, he might be able to get more shots and have a bigger role somewhere else. Now, that that may not be the case if he joins up with LeBron. Um, but then in terms of just the fact that it's LA and that's where he's from. I usually sometimes I think we put too much stock into that. Like the player wants to go back to his hometown, but it seems like the kind of thing that Paul George actually wants. I don't know him personally and I, I don't really know anything about his inner circle or anything like that, but it just seems like he's the kind of guy who might crave that limelight a little bit more than others. Do you kind of think that the, the fifth year Oklahoma City can and will offer offer is being undersold here, just because Paul George three or four years ago suffers that devastating yeah, leg that, injury, that. and I would think that the extra year security would have to mean something to him more he so can, than guys who are uh, other than certain other guys. Just just to me, he doesn't seem to have any lingering effects from that. No, but I'm just saying. So I don't know if there's any sort of a psychological block. There could be. That could be like lingering in the back of his head. Just, One thing I was thinking, though, is it seems more and more like players are more into their freedom and their ability to go play wherever they want than that extra security. Like the, the report came out that Kawhi Leonard would rather play for the Lakers than sign that $220 million deal for the Spurs. And Kevin Durant obviously opted for a new location over the extra amount that OKC could offer him. It's like the the era of player. I think somebody else has coined this, so I'm probably stealing it. But it's like the era of player empowerment that they they are in control of their own destinies and all these sort of CBA um, mechanics that have been put in to try to keep t- players where they are. They're not <laughs> they're not really working right now. I refuse the. The Kawhi San Antonio Spurs situation is just so damn weird. It is weird. It's probably, yeah, it probably doesn't make sense to compare that to many other situations because it really is unique. I, where do you think Paul George goes? Where's your prediction for that? Um, I'm going to say the Lakers for that still, too. I think that's the most likely. Am I just a bleeding heart? I think he's going back to Oklahoma City. I must be. Yeah, you you have some sentimentality for these. Teams, I'm naive uh, as hell. Keeping their players. I think that's what this, it is. I don't know this, what happens. Uh, so this this will play into that answer. This is from Matt Huck on Facebook too. If the Spurs send Kawhi Leonard to Boston and Paul George resigns with the Thunder, does LeBron stay in Cleveland? So basically, is he more likely to stay with the Cavs if there are no stars to join him? Hundred percent. Yeah, that makes 100%, sense. Hundred percent. You can't for him, knowing that he's a competitor. You can't. I don't think you can justify going there on your own right now. It would be. I would almost respect that more than if he if he went and just said, "I'm a, I'm gonna run this with the kiddies." That would be more interesting to me than him joining up be, with PG thirteen yeah. and Kawhi Leonard just to get bounced in five games by Golden State. In that case, they're like Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram, LeBron James, and Julius Randle. Julius Randle and LeBron thing. on the same team is wild. 
<laughs> that probably doesn't work. Um, all right, let's jump back to Twitter. Let me see here. You think the supposed drop, this is from Ryan G at Dr. G Grizz. Do you think the supposed drop in market could be low enough for the Grizz to snag Barton, Will Barton, for the full mid-level exception? And I think we can expand this question a little bit. He turned down, he might be a player who suffers because he turned down that four-year, $42 million extension from Denver last year. And Mm -hmm. I don't know what team is going to match that or give him more on the market. That's not an indictment on Will Barton, who I like and who you've just started to like. But the, you just look at the landscape, and even Denver now, they, when you, you, they're going to give Nikola Jokic a max deal. They have tax concerns to worry about, and with Jokic's max deal and um, all their other cap holds on the books, including Barton's, they could have $140 million in salary. So even if you salary dump two of Plumlee, Fareed, Chandler, Arthur, you, you might still be hitting the tax while you re-sign Will Barton. And I, that should Yeah, create, I don't think he's going to be back in Denver. Real, that's, well, I want to get to that then. But I, I don't think he's the only team to me that's going to give him more than the mid-level would be Denver because they're in his incumbent team. They can give him courtesy money. And they would probably, maybe they'll commit to paying the tax for a year because they can get flexible next year. And then they can also, there are stuff that they can do, but, or maybe the Pacers. Those are the two teams. And after that, though, I think he, like Avery Bradley, like Kentavious Caldwell Pope, like Trevor Ariza, like Tyreek Evans, I don't think those guys get more than the non-taxpayers MLE. I would be, if I had to pick one of them to get more, I would say it's Will Barton. I, I don't feel confident in saying that. No, I don't think that's crazy at all to think that that's where a bunch of guys top out this year. It's just an awful year to have <laughs> randomly been a free agent if you're an NBA player. Um, I'm going to throw at G underscore Dukic, D-U-K-I-C, into that question too because he asked us if the Nuggets would be able to keep Barton, and I think you already made the case. I don't I don't think he's going to come back. Um Denver maybe can unload some money, and we've talked about that before, but I just think there's so many teams that are going to want to do that that this summer that even that is going to be sort of a competitive thing. So I don't think it's a guarantee they can get off money. And, uh, you know, (laughs) they're paying a ton to Paul Millsap and Nicole Jokic and Gary Harris, and you have to make concessions somewhere. And I think think Barton is going to be one of those mid-level guys this summer, like you said. Where do you think he's going if it's not going to be Denver? (sighs) I have no idea. Uh, Grizzlies is an interesting spot. Back to the original question. Um, is he Salt an upgrade City, over Tyreek Evans, though? They can't get both of no, those guys. he's not. Tyreek Evans was really good. They might just be on even ground. I probably trust Will Barton's body more than I do Tyreek Evans's. That might, that, yeah, that's probably true. But Tyreek Evans was good last year. He, um, was, he was incredible, but we're talking about that. And he's, if he's not getting – if he gets more He's than probably he gets, a mid-level guy, too. Right. Even would the Sixers give more than the mid-level to any of these guys that we just named? I think it for the Sixers, it would depend on if they whiff on all the other guys. Um, if, if they don't land any of like the super big names, then yeah, I could see them maybe going a little bit higher for a guy like Tyreek Evans. But you have a little bit of redundancy there, too, because he, he's a guy who commands the ball a lot. And you want, I think you want the ball in Ben Simmons' hands as much as possible. For sure. Um, Side note, I, I, went, I ran through almost 500 people <laughs> on the 538 Carmelo projections. Of course I think it was did. yesterday. It was two days ago. I want to put that ben in Simmons, the stats tweet. <laughs> <laughs> ben Simmons projects to be top 10 and wins above replacement player next year, according to their system. Does not surprise Pretty crazy. me. He, yeah. was, he leads the 2016 rookie class in win shares, and he missed an entire season. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good stat. <laughs> Um, that's, that's right. is that not? I know, like, Winchers is a that's a cumulative stat, so yeah. That's that's insane. nuts. Um, yeah, that one's got to go into a, a tweet as well. Ty Yeager at Ty Yeager Radio, do you think the Mavs will land a big, big name, big man in free agency? If so, 
which one. And I, I think they will. I just don't think it's going to be in free agency. I, I think the DeAndre Jordan trade is going to happen. <laughs> which is just so – he goes – It's hilarious. Can yeah. We, can we think about just just the through lines here? He goes from being the first member of Lob City to leave to now he's the last remaining person yeah. with the Clippers to now he's going back to the Mavericks with, who he re- signed with and then rene- agreed to sign with and then walked away from in the first place. That is some good motherfucking theater. That, yeah, NBA Twitter. That that still is like among the all-time great couple hours in the history of NBA Twitter is the DeAndre Jordan free agency circus when <laughs> when he agreed to sign the Mavs they locked him in a room and talked him out of it I, that's like neck and neck with the uh, Jerry Colangelo stuff to me or not Jerry uh Brian the yeah the I found the after the DeAndre Jordan just Twitter explosion was just a little bit more entertaining because it was so it was hysterical. hilarious yeah yeah um if they don't so here's some signs that are pulling. <laughs> I think these are pretty obvious that are pointing to the DeAndre Jordan trade. Uh, the rescinding of the qualifying offers to guys like Doug McDermott and uh, Salah Medri kind of hints us hints at us that something is going on. Um, I think he kind of fits. He had he had a little bit of a down year in some respects. Like his block percentage was way down last season. He's getting older. I think he still makes some sense there. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't like blow me away if they get him, but I, I get why they would do it. If they don't land him, um, that's a sigh of relief, I think, to other free agent big men this year, because that's one of the only spots that we've been talking about as like a, a big man destination. Who who do you think they would get if they don't do the DeAndre Jordan trade? Or can they get anybody? DeMarcus Cousins seems like a name that they would throw out there and it would it, it it kind of jibes with what it seems like they're trying to do. Derek Favors has been kind of mentioned, but I don't know if he's splashy enough for them. The Nurkic fit would be weird. It'd be funny if Dwight Howard ended up there after they tried to get him in free agency all those years ago. Yeah. Um all right, let's do like two or three rapid fire because you've got to go Bleacher Report understandably wants you to tackle the shout out LeBron LeBron James this is the season where we're just at the mercy of everything he does yeah um okay it wouldn't be a Hardwood Knox podcast without a Joe Harris mention so (laughs) the streak is alive (laughs) barbecue chicken at Camden underscore cash asks how much do you think Joe Harris can command I'm of the mindset he's a four year 24 to 28 million dollar contract waiting to happen I wouldn't be surprised if he got in that range. And I think he's very, very good, as as listeners of this show know. Taxpayers mid-level seems, I don't know if it's likely, but it seems reasonable for him. Yeah. Um, I, I think he's going to help whoever he goes to. He's, he's a, an amazing shooter, and I think he's better at some other stuff than people realize. Um, Brian Maxwell, at the BMAX. I've been holding out or holding off from doing jazz questions, but I can't hold off any longer. The team, <laughs> the team that's most likely to sign Exum with a deal that the Jazz refuse to match. I don't. I don't know if there's anybody to be honest. There's, there are teams that need point guards, but Phoenix isn't gonna. They would probably sooner offer money to Elford Payton than they would Dante Exum. With the with the market the way it is, and Dante Exum still being as big of a question mark. As he is, like I, I'm, I would be shocked if anybody offers him money that the Jazz would even blink at. I'm pretty sure he's going to be back there. But I would uh, be floored if he's not. And yeah. I can't think of a team that would be that is going to spend money on him that the Jazz wouldn't match. Because even if it's even if Atlanta says, "Oh, we'll spend some money to just throw him in here and play him with Trey Young and counteract his defense." The, that they're probably offering money since they don't want to spend in the first place that the Jazz are going to be okay matching. All right, let's do... I'm trying to find one more to go out on a high note. If the Lakers... I already lost it. I was about to ask it, and then I lost it. It was basically um, center targets for the Lakers if, if Brooke Lopez doesn't come back on the Chiefs. 
and they're going to need somebody cheap anyway if they sign two max free agents. <sighs> Dwight Howard at the minimum. We already joked about that, but I don't know how how many other starting caliber centers are going to want to play for the minimum. Oh my god, I for, it's we forgot about I'm like forgetting about Brook Lopez too. There are so many bigs. He would yeah, be interesting in Portland if he's super cheap. Again, if they want to Lopez. go the alternative to Jokic, uh, Nurkic, Jokic, wow. Yeah. <laughs> they want to go the alternative to Nurkic route. Nurkic was the alternative to Jokic for a little bit in Mike Malone's mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, Boston, maybe, right, I, if they I, want to pick and pop big. Well, he's, I, he's asking who should the Lakers target if they don't have a center. Oh. I'm, bringing back Ed Davis would be nice, depending on how much he costs. You want oh, kind yeah. of the, the rim runner for them, I think. Nerlens Noel could be interesting there. Ooh, that's a good one, too. And he might be willing to sign a smaller deal to kind of like rehab his image um, right now. Um, we have a ton more questions, but both of us have stuff to do. You've got your LeBron reaction that you have to write, and I have a six-hour mock uh, multiple-choice exam today. That I'm hoping to get done in like four hours, but we'll see. Um, <laughs> so, thank you to everybody who responded. If we weren't able to get to your questions, uh, I apologize. You guys ask such good questions that it's like impossible for us to limit our answers. They always send us on these fun tangents and discussions, and I, I guess that's the point. Um, so, thanks again for your questions. If you want to follow Dan on Twitter, you can follow him at Dan Favalli. Uh, F-A-V-A-L-E. I'm at Andrew D. Bailey. The show is at Hardwood Knox. The sponsor is at NBA underscore math. And as always, we implore you to uh, rate the podcast, review it. If you're not subscribed already, you should go ahead and subscribe. Um, shout out to my brother, Mark Bailey, who finally uh, <laughs> subscribed to the podcast within the last Are you kidding me right days. now? <laughs> he I'm texted reverse me, shouting like, out Mark Bailey. <laughs> he should have done that years ago. <laughs> he said, how do I find your podcast? And uh, wow! So we we got one more. I'm just happy that we got one. <laughs> I'm true. Um, <laughs> until next time, we leave you with the shout out to Benno Udri and to Kyle Anderson. Lowe's knows you'll do it right and do it yourself to stay within budget when making updates to your bathroom. We do it right too by offering up to twenty percent off select toilets during the final days of our refresh for less kitchen and bath event. Step up your style even more with floor tiles starting at just 49 cents a square foot. For your next bath project, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 3-6. See store for details, U.S. only. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.